Welcome to Know My Faith, and my guest is Ian Mackey from haderikradio.com. Correct. Correct. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Ian and I met years and years ago when we both worked in Christian radio. Um, in fact, it, it was rather ironic for me because you're a Scotsman that was in Timaru working yeah. for New Zealand Christian Radio. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time ago now. It is a long time ago. That goes back to 1981. 81. I didn't start in 81. I started in 92. Yep. So, anyway, um, but what we were, I mean, you, you're still in radio with, with, with Hederic Radio, so let's just talk about that for us. That's a messianic online radio station. Yeah, it's something that um, being involved in Christian media for 40 years now, Yeah, Rob, I mean, given my age away, you see. It's great here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being in Christian media for 40 years, and you've done everything. We've done radio, we've done TV, we've done internet, we've done all social media stuff and what have you. And then when I retired, you know, three, four years ago, I thought, okay, what am I going to do now? And my wife and I had taken tours to Israel. And so I started to search if there was anything messianic on the web, messianic radio. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything. And then I found one and it was so abysmal. I thought, even I can do better than that. Well, so, so describe Messianic Radio. What, what were you looking for? I was, what I wanted to get away from was all the music where Jesus is my boyfriend. Yeah. You know, I wanted music that glorified God, Jehovah. Yep. You know, it's about him. It's not about us. You know, I wanted music that actually used the right pronunciations and the and the right names. Now I don't mind. I'm not I'm not that hung up on the names, whether it's Jesus or Yeshua or God or Lord or yeah. Jehovah. But if you can have a a song which actually brings the proper name, yeah. you know, then why not? We, we had a, a speaker in church uh, yesterday, and I won't say what date this is, so you won't figure out who it was, but he'd been a missionary in a Spanish-speaking yeah. country, and he talked about, he said, he says, there was this one young man, uh, Jorge, George in English. And I'm going, you don't need to say George in English. His name no. is Jorge. Yeah. You know, why do we need yeah. to change it? Yeah. I mean, certainly, uh, I mean, you and I speak English as a first language. Yeah. So... To me, Jesus is a lot more comfortable than Yeshua. Yeah. Uh, if I was Spanish, I'd be saying Jesus. Yeah, you would. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. And so anyway, when we looked at all the various music and styles of music and that, we thought, what do we actually want to do? And then what teaching do you want to actually bring out? And how long do you want to get into long-form teaching? Do you want to get into short-form teaching? Do you want to... How do you want this whole thing yeah. to work? Do you want scripture at the top of the hour? Do you want news at the top of the hour? And so it took us about a year to figure out the format that we thought would have been interesting yep. and yet attractive to people who want to learn more about their biblical roots. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not Christian roots, but their biblical, biblical roots, roots yeah. which takes in the Old and the New Testament. Because most of the churches, as you know, most most of the media only focus on the New Testament. Yes. 
And even then, the, the, just the, the, the snippets, reference. snippets of, of scripture yep. there. And so we thought, no, we want to do something a little bit different. And we want to try and help people begin to understand that it's a whole, it's one book. Yeah. Yeah. From beginning to end, from Genesis to Revelation, it's one book, it's one story. You know, about God's love affair yeah. with mankind. I remember, I uh, uh, can't remember the guy's name, but uh, he was teaching on this sort of stuff. And he actually, he said, you know, there's a page in your Bible that has three words on it. Yeah. He says, rip it out. Yeah. And the three words are the New Testament. Yeah. He said, rip it out. It's one book. Yeah. All one book. A bit that, that, that came as a shock to me probably about 10 years ago. You know, the, only the, ten years ago. Well, you've got the Old Testament and you've got the New Testament. The Church focuses on the New Testament, and as you say, the, the, they use the Old Testament as a reference. Yeah, and use certain scriptures when it suits them. Yeah. you know, and ignore uh, others when and, it doesn't. And ignore <laughs> the biggest majority of it's, them because it doesn't suit yeah. them. Or, or we don't. We just don't understand it. You don't understand it. I think that that was the biggest thing, and that was the thing about once I had been to Israel a few times, I began to scratch my head and say, hey, there's more to my faith than what I've actually experienced so far. Yeah. And I've been very committed to the church system, okay, faithfully turning up at church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and walking away every Sunday and go boy, that was really boring, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or you come away and say, that's the 17th time I've heard that sermon and so-and-so and so-and-so on such-and-such such a day and in such-and-such such a church yeah. actually presented it much better than that. So you begin to critique yeah. every single um, sermon that you hear and you receive nothing from it. Because you, you, you go, I'm no longer, I'm no longer sitting here going, Lord, what are you saying to me? Correct. I'm sitting here going, oh, it's the woman at the well sermon. Yeah. Yeah. And then you already then put, put in all your own filters yeah. and figure out, okay, this is where he's probably going to go and this is probably what he's going to say. Let's go, go back way, way further. Um, like you're Scottish. Yep. The home of Presbyterian Church. Yep. All right. Which which is very traditional, very form. Yep. Uh, it's, am I allowed to call it the Scottish version of the Church of England? <laughs> You may as well, <laughs> because I tell you, I remember I'm one of six kids, and every Sunday my parents used to send us yeah. oh, they didn't to go. Sunday school. They just, oh, no, they wouldn't go. This was their time yep. to get some space from the kids, and they used to send us to Sunday school. And I remember 12 years old, and I thought, this is just dead. Yeah. There is nothing here. There is nothing in this. And at that, and, and I remember the very Sunday, and I goes, I'm not going to go back to church. So my parents would send us to Sunday school, and we'd go down the play park and play. And how was church? And the little bit of money that they gave you for a put in the offering, yeah. you'd buy an ice block. Of course. <laughs> I didn't have that luxury because my parents went to church with us, oh, to I a see. Presbyterian yeah. church. But yeah. yeah. But it was just dead tradition. Yeah. We're doing this because that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep. I mean, you're brought up with it, and school assemblies, it was all tradition. Yep. 
and there, there was no life in it. And so I walked away from the whole thing. And then when I became older and left home, I got involved in Eastern mysticism, got involved in Transcendental Meditation. You know, because I thought there's more life in this than, the, than there is in the church. Yeah. And I got involved in that for seven years. Beatles didn't have anything to do with that? No, no, no. That was a wee bit after the Beatles. Right. I'm not quite that old. <laughs> and so... Well, you um, are retired. I'm yeah. not. So, you know, but I, I, I got so deeply involved in Eastern mysticism. Yeah. Eastern mysticism. Um, I used to go through with the Maharaji Mahesh Yogi and he taught us the sutras of Patanjali's. And he taught us how to levitate. Right? And I levitated. Not realising it was through demonic possession. Yeah. Right? But I levitated. And I did all the things that they, they promised that we could actually do. But I was selling my soul to the devil. How do you find that out? There were a, a number of things that happened. I went on a big conference and there was about a thousand people, and this was in Wellington. Mm -hmm. This was mid-1970s. And um, we were all doing levitation. And next thing, this guy gets up and he's screaming and he's hollering and he's yelling. And he says, I see him, I see him. He's on the cross. He's on the cross, I see him. And everybody's looking at him, what on earth is this guy yeah. on about? And they says, it's okay, he's just having a, a little bit of an episode. And they took him away and gave him a nice bath to actually get him down. But you think, but the cross, that's Christianity. Yeah, that's not transcendental meditation. No. That's not Christ hanging on the cross is not Eastern mysticism. No. And then I went to a friend, and I stayed with a friend. We used to smoke dope together. And um, he says, I've come to believe the Bible is true. And I thought, you mug, you sucker, how could you? <laughs> how could you do this? Yeah. You know? You've been all our times of now being able to yeah. smoke dope together. They're all going to go up the swanee because you, you've now found this this but, Jesus. Did you think it was like like most of us do that at some point, smoking dope? Yeah. Or, you know, hey, no, I found Jesus, I found yeah. religion. But so he was full but on, though. He was full on. And the thing that amazed me was this was a rough guy. He was a rough diamond. Yeah. Cursing, swearing, his whole lifestyle. And I saw such a transformation in that guy's life in one week. One week. He was totally different. He was a gentle giant. Yeah. He became like a, a a soft, gentle lamb. And I thought, whoa, this is, never seen this before, never experienced this, never saw anything like this. And so um, he says, going to church on Sunday, would you like to come? I'm going to get baptised. I thought, oh, sucker. <laughs> you know, he just, he's, he's become such a wimp, he needs somebody to hold his hand. And so I says, okay, we've been friends for a long time. I'll come with you yeah. and I'll hold your hand while you get water baptised. And he goes and um, he gets water baptised. And I'm sitting there and the pastor's preaching away, you know, and he's 
talking about Christ. He's talking about the cross. He's talking about salvation. All the stuff you heard All when you were a kid. All the stuff that you hear up. when you're a kid. Yeah. And I go, oh, so frustrating. You're, you're making me angry. And he, and, he, and he looks straight at me and he says, and if you're getting angry right now, maybe God's trying to speak to you. Whoa. Yeah, that would have helped. Yeah, that would have helped. That was a bit pointed. Yeah. And so one thing after another, and I ended up going to a, a Barry Smith crusade. Mm-hmm. Went forward at the Barry Smith crusade. I was first up the front. Who wants to accept Jesus? I'm there. Yeah. Didn't know what I said. Didn't know what I did. You know, but be- said the sinner's prayer. Yeah. You know, got... Hands laid on me for to receive the Holy Spirit. You know all the usual, uh, I'm, I'm u- guessing, usual stuff. I'm guessing that uh, that dramatic change you saw in your friend wasn't immediately apparent in you. No, it wasn't. No, but yeah, you see, I was I was a vagabond at that stage, and I was travelled from one country to another, to one city to another, and I, I ended up in Brisbane, and I ended up meditating one morning, and I thought. Ah, I'm not going to say my usual mantra. Yeah. I'm going to begin focusing on Christ. And so I sits down and goes into meditation. And instead of doing my mantra, I just said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Next thing, this face appears in front of me in my mind's eye. You know? I say, hello. (laughs) Almost like, are you an angel? Never said a word. See, I've never had anything like this happen in my meditation before. I says, if you're an angel, have you got anything that you want to tell me from God? Never said a word. But the eyes started to burn, you know, and pierced right through my soul. And this, the spiritual being knew everything about me, absolutely everything. I couldn't hide a single thing. And then it just disappeared. And I was quite shaken by that. I went back to my friend's place in New Zealand in Timaru, went to church with him again. And the pastor says, open your Bibles to the book of Revelation. And it talks about Christ, you know, with hair, white as snow, and eyes, a flame of fire. And I'm nudging my friend. And I'm saying, I saw him. I saw him. I've seen him. I've seen him. You know? And it was like, he is alive. Yeah. He's real. He's not tradition. He's not dead. So how old were you then? I was 27. 27. And so I've now been a believer. Yep. In Jehovah and Yeshua and Jesus, you know, for 40 years. Okay, let's, let's, let's. Take that back a bit. You've been a believer in Jesus for 40 years. When did the Yeshua part come in? Only about 10 years ago. You know, because... um, So this is after 10 years ago. Yeah. Because it's interesting because, I mean, I left Christian Radio, is it 12 years ago now? Yeah. To pastor. Yeah. uh, And you were still very much involved in it then. Yeah. Um, Uh, Listen, I was totally sold out for the kingdom of God. I know, I know. I know you well enough to know that. You know, and the the one thing that I always hated and I kept nagging people about was 
We've got to live by the truth, not by tradition. Okay? And I found out I was stuck in tradition. Yeah. I'd spent 30 years going to numerous churches, numerous denominations, and having been the head of a, a Christian media organization, you had to go to all the various denominations. Yep. You had to speak at them. You know, and so you had to learn what you could say and what you couldn't say at all the, all the various churches yeah. and what have you. And so, and then we had our broadcast going out, and they were all focused around Jesus Christ and the Sunday and the New Testament teachings and the New Testament scriptures and paying lip service, really, to the... Yeah. So Testament. this started to bother you? It really started to bug me. I got so frustrated. I thought, Lord, there is more to my faith. There is more to your kingdom. There is more to life than what I am experiencing yeah. in church. And it put me back on a quest once again to find the truth. I found the truth back in, you know, in 1980. Yep. Christ is the truth. And I fell back into tradition because I wanted to be faithful. Yep. And, and because you were told, this, this is what you were told, this is how Christians behave. This, this, this is, is how what you we believe. believe. This is yeah. what you believe. Yeah. And then I got disillusioned once again, and I started on another quest. It didn't help my wife. We've been married 40 years. We celebrated our wedding anniversary for 40 years just a couple of weeks back. And from the time she was 18, she got a Hebrew course, and she's been learning Hebrew and speaking Hebrew. Right. And she would be This stuck. is from before she met you? No, just um, after just we after. met. Just okay. yeah. And um, she would say, that word doesn't mean what it says in English. What do you mean it doesn't say? Yep. It's different. And she says it actually means this. And then more and more, as time went on, it was like the drip, 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 drip. And then she says, I really want to go to Israel. I really want to go to Israel. And I'm like, oh, that's the Old Testament. You know? You didn't. Yeah. Did you? I, why do you want to go there? I just want to go to Israel. Yeah. And I said, okay. We'll go to Israel. So we went to Israel and we went on a tour. So, the, the, I mean, UCB Europe were doing tours at that no, time? No, not at that stage. No. no. No, this was just us as a couple. Okay. You just joined a tour and. We just yeah. joined a tour and we went across to Israel and I absolutely detested it. Yeah. It was the worst tour I have ever been on. That's amazing because we spoke to Ian Warby from yeah. uh, UCB Australia a while ago, the exact reverse for him. Yeah. You see, the thing that I hated much, the most, is tradition. Yep. And all we did from you, the time you get up in the morning till the time you get back to your hotel at night, you'd visit this church. Oh, uh, and then you'd God. visit this church. <laughs> yep. And then you'd visit this church. And I said, if I wanted to visit churches, I would have gone to Italy. Yes. You know, I've come to Israel paying big money to come to Israel, I want to see the sites that are in the Bible. But every place where there is a, a biblical site, site a blooming church. there's a, a church. 
and they all go to the churches. Yeah. And if you're Catholic, you'll go and you'll have mass at that site in the Catholic church. Yeah. You know, if you're Greek Orthodox, there's another go, one just across the driveway. Yeah. yeah. And I go, this is not, this is not, this is just church. It's just church hopping. Yeah. I says, I can do that anywhere. I want to visit the biblical sites. And then we went into Jerusalem. And there's a, a specific area when you're walking up the Via della Rosa. And there's a, a synagogue on one corner. There's a mosque on another corner. And there's a church. All within stone's throwing distance of each other. Yeah. And I go, and you see all the Jews, and you see all the Muslims, you see all the Christians, you see everybody, and you go, this is just a melting pot of religion. You know, these people, they're, they're seeking, but they're not finding it. Then you go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, you know, and you got the big marble slab and everybody oh. slobbering all over it and crying all over it and got their handkerchiefs out and rubbing all I, over you, it. You know, when we went there, I felt physically sick yeah. when I saw that. I yeah. had to walk outside. Yeah. I felt physically sick, and it was just, just God, this is yeah. just so wrong. Yeah. And that's the way I felt. I thought, I, I need to know the truth. Yeah. I don't need to know the church tradition. So it wasn't messing with your faith so much. It was it was like messing with your understanding yeah. of well, your faith. Of, of the outworking of my yeah. faith. Yeah. Which was... As I said, I'd become very religious. <laughs> you'd been, with, you'd, with, you'd been a Christian for a long time. You'd been, you'd been running uh, Christian radio yeah. in Europe. Yeah, to hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. You know, we, we had 600,000 people on our mailing list. That's how many people we were communicating yeah. every month, every month, every month. You know, and I, I just I couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. And so I came back from Israel on that trip. And it took me three months to understand why I hated it so much. Yeah. So much. Because it was so far away from the truth of the gospel. So far away. Was it a little bit like a, a slight, I mean, di different sidesteps topic? I went for a ride with a friend on a bike. I hadn't been on a big bike for many, many years. Yeah. And, and I'd forgotten how to ride. Yeah. And I'm having this enormous trouble getting around corners because I'm staring into the corner. Yeah. Right. So I'm riding the bike. Yeah. Right. Going fine on the straights. Yeah. Come to the corner. Got to slow down and stare around the corner. And we were actually standing over the um, the lookout over Wakatani. Yeah. And uh, was I just? I, I can't remember the exact words, but he reminded me very gently that you stare out of the corners. Yeah. On a bike. Yeah. So coming back for anyone that knows the um, the Bay of Plenty, coming back through the Thornton Curves was an absolute delight. So I'd, I'd been doing the right thing. Mm. I'd been riding the bike, yeah. but I'd been doing part of it wrong, which had taken away an immense amount of enjoyment yeah. out of what I was doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm figuring that's kind of what yeah, you were going through. Exactly. And so my wife and I said, listen, if we are struggling and our faith after the length of time that we've been believers. Yeah. How many other people? So was Nicole are, going are through that as well? Ex yeah, exactly. Well, she wasn't as bad as me because she was already into the into the Hebrew language. She was already into reading the Bible in Hebrew. Yep. You know, and she had a number of Hebrew teachers. You know, she was, she so, was a couple of classes ahead of you. Yeah, she was yeah. pretty far ahead of where <laughs> I was. 
although I was supposed to be the smart one heading up this ministry, yeah, yeah. spiritually, I was, I'd been lagging behind quite seriously. And so we sat down and we talked and said, listen, if we ever decided to take a tour to Israel, what would you want to include and what would you want to exclude? And so, because there's so many sites to yep. see, as you know. Yep. And so we spent the next three years, we would travel into Israel three or four times a year, and we would go to all the various sites, and then we would rate them between one and ten, Okay. as far as a spiritual experience yep. and what the Bible actually teaches. And anything that didn't get seven, eight, a nine, or a ten was thrown out, which is quite a lot of the sites. Yeah. You know, always remember you go up on the up on the Temple Mount where the Al-Aqsa Mosque is, and there's a little shrine up there, and it's the shrine of the Pap. You know, and the shrine of the Pap is a little shrine where Mary Magdalene, sorry, Mary the mother of Jesus, yep. was supposed to have sat and breastfed baby Jesus. Yeah, seriously. And you go, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And you go, no. Do you know what affected me most? It was before we, we went to Israel, um, and I think it was Phil Edwards, uh, who was with Rima New Zealand at the time. Yeah. And it, it, it was either him or John Fabron, one of the one of the two, but they'd simply put a photo up of a, uh, of one of those uh, highway signs said Bethel. Yeah. And and it was like from here kind of far out, man, you're going to Bethel, I can look that up in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not interested in going to a church of this or that or the yeah. other. And that is a fascinating thing. Every time we, we then began to take groups into Israel and said, we're going to separate out for you truth from tradition. Yeah. You know, we're going to take you to the real, the real deal, the real spots, which you can read about in either the Old Testament or the New Testament, you know, but it's one book. Yeah. And... After every tour, it transformed the people so much and their thinking and their understanding of Scripture. We still have communication with a lot of people who went on these tours. And it's like, I learned so much. And there is just so much to learn. And one of the benefits my wife and I had is we've been to Israel over 25 times. But every time you go, you always learn something yeah. new. But you've always got to look at it from the perspective of, is this truth or is this tradition? Or is it tradition, yeah. And that's so hard. I mean, I find that when I'm traveling around the country, speaking in churches or in small groups to, yeah. to I mean, you know me well enough. I'm not a gentle person, but to try and gently explain that what you believe isn't exactly biblical. Yeah. Um, one of my friends in Israel, a guy called Israel Harel, he would, he would say to me, he says, he says, pull out your phone, look up your King James. <laughs> what does what does such and such a scripture say? I go, it says this. He goes, that's not what it says. Yeah. He says, you're doing it in an English, uh, English language, uh, the Greek Western mindset. Yeah. Says, and the, yeah. the problem with, I think, with our, you know, and for both of us being born and bred Presbyterians, yeah. which is the epitome of replacement theology, God's done with Israel, <laughs> it's now the church. Yeah. 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 is that we've understood everything from that Western mindset and not understood it from the Jewish mindset. I had no clue. I had no clue at all about the Jewish mindset, about the Jewish culture, 
And even other than what you read read in the Bible about Jewish history. Yeah. Or anything like that. But when you actually stand at some of the sites and you open scripture and you read what actually happened there. Yeah. The, the, the amazing one for me is, is always Caesarea Philippi. Yep. You know, where, um, where you've got this half goat, half man, Pan, Pan yep. where everybody goes and worship. Yep. And then Christ says, I know what the people say that I am, I know what the prophets say I am, but who do you who say, do you say I, am? I am? You are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And you go, and that happened here? Yeah, right. It's, it's like kind of right here. Goosebumps. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you can take people to site after site after site, which have all been authenticated. You know the southern steps of the temple. That's that's the amazing thing, isn't it? Because I mean, it, it is because we come from so far away. You've, yeah. You know, for you from from Scotland, but all around from me from New Zealand yeah. to there, and you go, this is actually, this is the real deal. This, 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 this is the real, real deal. This, this is the real place. Yeah. 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 And it and it transforms you so from, people, from within. So many people don't get it though. Um, I don't know if you ever came across, and I've just lost his name again. It'll come back to me in a second. Uh, he's a tour guide. Um, Christian tour guide, but but um, he takes evangelical yeah. tours through Israel, and of course they do all the all the churches and all those sorts of things. And uh, I, when I was talking to him, I said they they don't get it. Jerry Bulow, that's his name. I mm. don't know if you came across him. I said they don't get it, do they? He goes, no. He says they come over here full on, so not criticizing their faith at all, mm. right? Full on Christians, evangelical Christians, yeah. They come to Israel because they love Jesus, they love the land of Israel, but they just don't get it. There's no frame of reference because it's, they've never been taught. No. You know, the, the denominations focus on denominational teaching yep. rather than authentic, true, biblical teaching. And if you're not getting taught the truth, what are you being taught? You're being taught tradition. Tradition, yeah. And, the, 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 and and you have to understand, I mean, you talked about being married to Nicole for 40 years. Yeah. Right? And I'm pretty sure that our mutual friend John was at that celebration when he should have been at my 60th birthday yeah. party, yeah. Uh, which I've forgiven him for. But when jo John's from England, right? So John John's a, he's a Londoner. And when he first came over here, he just about killed me driving down Queen Street <laughs> because I said, hang a left at the lights. Yeah. He had no idea what hang a left meant. Yeah. Um, for me as a Kiwi, that's just turn left at the lights. When I first came to New Zealand, I got a job. I, in a previous life, I was a, an electrical engineer. And um, I was up working in a, a roof space somewhere. And the guy says, it's smoko. <laughs> what is smoko? What's smoko? So for us with, with that whole Jewish understanding, that's what I'm getting at, is, yeah. is we've lost that completely. When, yeah. when when Paul says whatever, whatever, we have no idea what he meant. No idea. Because we don't have that cultural context. No, we don't. And it's the, the, this is the thing which I find is so exciting because it's, it's like a new adventure every day. Yeah. You know, you go with these guys who understand the Hebrew you go with the guys who understand the culture. You go with the guys who understand the context, and they just unfold everything. Yeah, you're not before your eyes, and you go, "Wow!" The, that, it's that the wow is phenomenal. Yeah, and, and it's wow God.
but it's 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 wow so many times. Yeah. It's not like you sit and you go, wow, once a year. Yeah. Like you might do in church. Oh, he was a good preacher. He preached a good sermon. <laughs> you know, I really got something out of that. But it's it's almost on a on a on a daily basis because it's the unfolding of scripture yep. in the culture and in the context and in the history and everything. And you go, I never realized. Yeah. I never realized. And, and you say to the Lord, you go, when when does this stop, this wow stop? He goes, it doesn't. It doesn't. It For doesn't. eternity. It, yeah. For it just, eternity, yeah. it's just going to go, wow, yeah. wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. Forever. Um, tell me about it. We'll go back to Hederic Radio. Yeah. What is your purpose of Hederic Radio? The aim is, is really for anybody who has an interest in understanding more about the Jewish context of the Bible yep. and the life of a Christian, wherever they may be at, okay? Realizing that some people have not got any understanding, yep. but everybody's on a journey. And if we can actually open up and reveal to them, either through the music or through the scripture or through the short teachings, God spots, if you want to call yep. it, anything up to seven minutes long. Something fresh that they never really understood about the about their, their, their faith and their belief in Christ. You know, if you can just open that up, it opens a tiny little crack, and, yep. then, and then they start to want to know a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And so the radio station is not targeted really for people who don't have a faith. It's targeted to actually try and bring some understanding and education and clarity that the yeah. Bible is one book. How hard was it? Now, I'm going professional radio person to professional yeah. radio person now. How hard was it to find those short-form programs? Because when I, when I was running His FM online, yeah. uh, His FM was an evangelistic station, yeah. right? So it was... Targeting non-Christians, so I was looking for thirty-second to two-minute yeah. evangelistic radio, and <laughs> they don't, they, they, I couldn't find them. No, there isn't. There's, there's virtually nothing. Oh, you know. And so we found a number of of um, guys who are Israelis who believe in Yeshua. Yep. Jesus, whatever, whatever you want to whatever name you want to use. And they've done maybe something at three minutes or four minutes or five minutes. And I just say, you know something, I could edit it down and, and make it really succinct or I could just let the guy go. Yeah. You know? And so a lot of our programs, they might range from two minutes to ten minutes. But they're all speaking the message. Yeah. They're all bringing a, a different understanding. A lot of the guys, they actually, they start off, we're going to go to our Bibles, and then they read it in Hebrew, then they read it in English, yeah, and then they say, this is what you you believe, you know, from your teaching, but that's not the context. This is what the context actually is. And they go back and they, and they do it for all of the feasts, you know, they do it for a lot of the confrontations that Christ had with the Pharisees. 
because they were the kings of tradition yeah. back in his day. And they Who say, started off with the right intentions. Yeah. Yeah, but I put my hand up. I, I, I'm guilty. <laughs> I started off with, with the right intentions, but I got lost along yeah. the way. Yeah. I got lost. And we, we settle into, again, tradition, religiosity. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We just go through the, through the... The process every Sunday you get up, you know, have an argument with the wife, get dressed, put that smile the on your smile. face. How's things nice? Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, how's how's things? Ah, oh, they're wonderful, absolutely yeah. wonderful. And your wife's, especially as a as a uh, a guest speaker in a church who's the head of an international ministry, who's you know yeah, who's supposed to have it all together. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and you haven't got it all together. No. You're no different to everybody else. I sometimes liken it to, uh, I know a mutual friend, Gary Hoogfleet, spoke to uh, Ronnie Clark, the former All Black, Ronnie Clark, yeah. recently on his uh, his podcast and his program. And I use a Ronnie sometimes and Michael Jones. You know, imagine if these guys never played rugby, hmm. right? But they, they turned up to practice yeah. and training, but they never actually got in the game. They never did what they yeah. were created to do. Yeah. And I think for me, a lot of our Christianity is where we're going along, we're doing the training, yeah. but we're never actually putting it into practice. We've got, we've got no impetus to do so. And uh, But that's, that's what I find most frustrating, frustrating, is we are given the theory, you know, there are, yeah. but if you look at churches, 10% of people can be active within the church structure. 90% of the people sit there and they're spectators. Yeah. You know, and we just sit there. We are fed, then we go out. And do nothing. And do and, nothing. And we feel unfulfilled. Completely unfulfilled. I, I love coming, well, I can't say I love coming to Hamilton. That's the wrong way of saying it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love coming to the studio here uh, and doing these podcasts yeah. in Hamilton. What I really look forward to, though, is Tuesday afternoon when I'm going home and I'm looking for hitchhikers. Mm. Yeah. You know, because yeah, if, yeah. if somebody's hitchhiking out of Hamilton and I'm heading back to the Bay of Plenty, I've got them in the car for an hour, hour and a half. And, and my whole desire is to share the Jesus that I have with somebody who doesn't that's know. That's your evangelistic streak. I'm not an evangelist. I just no, understand. You, you the, don't the, have to that's, be. A, that's, the, yeah. that's the call, the great commission, yeah. is take what you've got in you. Yeah. And and to me, when we, we start to discover the, this, this, this cultural, historical Jewish context of the faith that we have yeah. and take it out of that traditional Western church context, yeah. You become your eyes go on fire. Yeah, it's not just his eyes that go on; it's your eyes that go on fire. Yeah, I've re I, it's rekindled my faith. You know, visiting Israel, beginning to understand. Don't say visiting Israel twenty five times again, otherwise I'll kick you out. That's just yeah. But I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing, because we we never ever had a messianic or a Christian or an evangelical guide. Our guide is an atheist. All right. And she's phenomenal because she knows more of scripture than we will ever know. Yeah. You know, and you go to Jerusalem and people start saying, oh, well, we'll go here or we'll go there. Is this the real place? Is that the real place? She says, you are in Jerusalem. You are in, in Jerusalem. Yeah. 
it's all about faith, isn't it? Everything else. <laughs> and the people... <laughs> and, and they all say to me, is she a believer? No, she's not. No. And yet, we've actually had Passover at her, her home. Right. With her husband and her brother and sister-in-law and things like that. And when the Israelis accept you, they will open up their home to you. Yeah. And they will invite you in. And we were sitting doing Passover and reading Haggadah and what have you. And they turn around to me and says, we've, we're doing it in English tonight. I said, that's fine because I don't understand Hebrew. Yep. You know, my wife is okay. And so at the end of it, they said, you know, we read this in English tonight and it meant so much more to us as Jews to read and it that in understanding English. to actually read it in English instead of just, for them, the tradition was just reading in, in Hebrew. Yeah. And they've got a rope yeah, that they actually yeah, go yeah, through. Yeah. I think it's the same as uh, what I used to like doing when I'm worship leading is uh, occasionally I'll just stop the guitar and I'll say, okay, let's just read the lyrics of that song we just sang. Yeah. Right. Instead of just singing it, let's yeah. just stop and read the lyrics. Yeah. And having done that, now let's sing it again. Yeah. Um, and it does it. It's, you know, we used to, um, one of the things I did with the church when we got back from Israel, so I spent seven weeks there or six yeah. weeks there as my, as my sabbatical. Um, and we'd been going through this journey, which I used to say to the churches is we're trying to figure out how we as 21st century Gentile Kiwis yeah. follow and worship the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Yeah. How do we, because, because we're not Jews, we're Gentiles. Yeah. How do we do that? So that's the journey we were on. And part of that was, was looking into the, 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 cultural context part of it was learning to sing uh you know songs in hebrew mm. uh, and i'm a worship leader i'm a singer i used to love doing that the first thing i said to the church when we got back i said we don't have to sing songs in hebrew i said we're going to continue to because yeah. it's actually quite fun doing that yeah but we don't have to we'll sing them in english because that's the language yeah. that means the most to us how how have you stopped from overbalancing into that Hebrew side, Jewish side, you know, you, you, you're not coming in here no. wearing a prayer shawl. And no, no. Listen, I know I'm not Jewish. The accent gives you, no, I can't say that actually. It's, 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 it's a giveaway. You know, no. I am Scottish. Yes. I am a Gentile. I don't want to be a Jew. You know, I've got no interest in actually being Jewish. And the more I look into being Jewish, a lot of it is tradition. Yeah. It's all tradition. And so I am very comfortable in my skin being a Gentile. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't bother me in the least. And I get more of a cringe factor when you get people trying to become Jewish. Yeah. You know, um, rather than just being themselves. God accepted me, you know, 40 years ago. Yeah. The way that, that I was, I didn't have to have this or that or anything other externally. It was my heart he wanted. Yeah. And it's my heart that I gave him. So your understanding of the scriptures from that Jewish mindset is simply helping you to be a good Christian. Well, I'm trying to use the yeah, terminology as opposed yeah. to be, you know, oh, I've become messianic or yeah, anything. But, but... You either believe in Christ or you don't believe in Christ. You know, 
And if you can believe in him with understanding, it's so much more fulfilling than having so many question marks, you know? What does the scripture mean here? What does the scripture mean there? But when you have a, an understanding, you know, of what the scripture actually means and the relevance to you yeah, and the year that we're in now and in the location that we're in now, I don't try to be anything other than who I am. And, you know, I, I might have some Jewish traits like I like to keep uh, my hand on my money. <laughs> Is that Jewish? I thought that was Scot oh, sorry. Um. It's it's both. As as Gary Hoogfleet always used to say, how did they get copper wire? It was a Jew and a Scotsman fighting over a penny. Is that what it was? And it got stretched out so long it, it became a piece you, of wire. You can't say that. Well, you can say that. I can't say that. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, especially there. The, the day and age in which we actually live. Yes. But being a, a believer or being a Christian who understands a little bit more about the relevance and the significance and the perspective of what life was like, you know, and what God's heart was for his people, yeah. you know, it changes you. It totally transforms you. And I just, every day, every day you just praise God that he gave his son and then that through the Holy Spirit we can increase our understanding of what eternity is actually going to be yeah. like and how we can actually live it today knowing that we are going to spend eternity with our Heavenly Father. It's great. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Ian, thank you so much for taking time for us. And uh, haderekradio.com. That's it. All and on. streaming live from there. Yep, streaming live 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. That's wonderful all from my about. little office at home. Yeah, from the laptop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, of course, the link is, um, you'll find that down here. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us and uh, join us next time on Know My Faith.